Hail, Columbia, hail! The morn burst forth in most singular beauty. The morning reveille, the long roll, the bugle and the trumpet gives the signal to strike our tents. The elements slumbered and were in death-like stillness. The glory of the morn rising from its watery bed in great splendor and shadowing forth its golden rays on the American arms that were soon to be wafted to an enemy's shore. Well, every heart beats high for the glory of our country. The long roll, the bugle on board, the shipping gives the signal for embarking on board and all at their post and soon on board at 10 o'clock, all underway to look up the enemy. With a gentle breeze from the south, we move slowly on. Forward we move, the shipping abreast and spreading their sails to the breeze and gliding along upstream. The eagle hovering over our heads. Stanton Shoals, 2nd Division, United States Artillery, Thames Campaign, 1813. Just a quick non-committal description from Stanton Shoals to set an uplifting tone for us today it will have no bearing on our subject of discussion. Hello, and welcome to the Foot of the Rapids, where today we will briefly step out of the early 19th century and exist fully in the 21st. You may have guessed by viewing the title of today's submission that this would be a departure from the norm. It's been a little while since we have been able to post anything, so, a perfect opportunity to throw a change up. Today is an obligatory about episode to give you a little backstory on the production of the podcast. Not that our inbox here at Fort Megs is overwhelmed with questions or feedback that demands response, quite the opposite actually, but I do believe in giving credit where credit is due. And there were a number of inspirational factors that helped launch this platform and I'd like to see them noted. Today's recording will undoubtedly be short, and next week we will return with our usual chats on history as we dive into a new subsection on the foot of the rapids. We will again discuss this at the end of today's program. My name is John. Again, welcome. This short drum call, which you often hear as punctuation during the show, is the adjutant's call, played on the rope tension field drum. It is the second call of the larger ceremony that is morning parade for the army of the early 19th century. This would have been played by the drums alone about five minutes prior to 9 a.m. and is a signal that the adjutant should form the battalion Following this call, the musicians would play a number of musical selections as the soldiers form up and ready themselves in line 
before the music corps marches off the parade field to a second scripted collection of tunes known as The Troop. If you recall the Civil War film Glory about the 54th Massachusetts Regiment, composer James Horner used the adjutant's call extensively in the score for the film's soundtrack, though the call itself is much older than the Civil War, of course, as we see it here used widely in the War of 1812. It is short and crisp and therefore good to act as a palate cleanser between subjects as we speak. The Foot of the Rapids podcast was born out of a deep, nagging, itchy sense of responsibility that Fort Meggs needed more online content and a guilt that I was not productive in that regard. The Fort did and does have a YouTube channel, but we were not pleased with its presentation and will be changing its format for the coming season. Being from a musical background, sound and audio play seem a more fitting and welcoming platform for presentation to me than the video format. Plus, Fort Meggs has such a rich collection of first-hand accounts, it's nice to be able to share these and simply read, as if the study and appreciation of history could also be a storytelling hour. Now, there are plenty of websites that decry podcasts are starkly different from the radio. And while this is true in many, many respects, I feel that this show is a lot more like the older radio dramas from the 1940s and early 50s than anything else, with different characters reading, sound effects, musical interludes, and beddings. The historic music, all provided by the Fort Meg's Fife and Drum Corps, which is seeking new membership if you are interested. The real meat of today's episode and the chief inspiration for the podcast came from EVAC Project, E-V-A-C, Experiencing Veterans and Artists Collaboration. This was an art installation at the Fort Meggs Visitor Center, which began in February 2020. Founded by artists Lee Fernside and Joseph Kirkhoff, EVAC uses storytelling and art to bridge the gap between civilians and veterans by educating the public about life in the military. Basically, they take oral histories from surviving American war veterans and pair the story with an artist to create an original piece that conveys the emotional impact of that story. For the Fort Meggs display, the curators wanted an additional pairing of a personal story from the War of 1812. And each of these oral histories came with a kind of unique emotional signature, whether it was frustration, pride, humor, discomfort. These signatures could be latched onto for sure, but created the extreme challenge of matching that emotional signature with extant American writings from over 200 years ago. At first, I thought this would be a needle in a haystack, but I was surprised at how universal the soldier experience can be, even separated by centuries of time and continents of conflict. EVAC Project co-curator Lee Fernside reminded me 
that through a unique perspective in selecting the different accounts to be used, that this in a way was a historian's artistic voice, our stamp on conveying some emotional impact on civilians, and an excellent way to make history live beyond place names and dates. By embracing this mystical guidance, it sustained me personally through the difficult task of finding a corresponding story from the War of 1812 and Ohio's days as a new frontier. The project made me much more intimately aware of both the first-hand accounts I already knew, but also of many hidden gems I had yet to discover. It made us realize we could find and use the first-person persona on almost any seemingly random topic that we could organize several accounts on a single topic and utilize that format to convey basic ideas about the War of 1812 in a very engaging way to an online audience and teach about 19th century life well beyond simply what happened here at the foot of the rapids. And I really like the idea of reading the pages of their lives as if it were a bedtime story. And their story deserves to be shared and enjoyed by many more than those that have access to historical libraries and rare collections. It was an extremely rewarding undertaking that I learned a lot from, which is always a healthy thing, whether it be learning about the War of 1812 or learning what you as an individual are capable of. So giving credit where credit is due, I invite you to, to check out EVAC Project, www evacproject.org and my thanks to Lee and Joseph for the wonderful artwork that adorns these walls still. And while we ride the wave of shoutouts, I have always been a fan of other history podcasts in the market, including Noble Blood and Lore both excellently produced and absolutely engaging in their own right, and part of the inspiration for this program, as we, the War of 1812 community, have many intriguing stories to share as well. We know that much of the nation has been under a stay-at-home order for the last seven or eight weeks, and we hope that this Foot of the Rapids Story Hour of History has provided any needed escape for those unable to lead lives as they normally would. And we would like to sincerely thank all of you for listening. It truly means a lot. Next week we will begin a short three-episode sub-series of the podcast we will simply call Great Stories something I hope we can return to from time to time as the show unfolds. Great Stories will feature just one individual and their writings for the entirety of the program. It will include a brief biography of the historical figure and some of the more interesting anecdotes they recorded during the war years and how it might fit into the overarching narrative of 1812. So please stay tuned. Please keep listening. It's a delight to produce this program. Our thanks given to Mr. Ted Long for his recent review at Toledo.com, and always a special thanks to the Old Northwest Military History Association. Links to them on the fort's website. 
Your questions and comments are always welcome as well. We will speak again. Huzzah! originally hoped to use this little postlude section of today's show to feature all the hilarious outtakes from the recording process of the show's first episodes. But, alas, I deleted them. Sorry. <laughs>